My name is Erin Weideman, and you are listening to Heroes for Her. This series features candid conversations with real women who strive to balance their professional acumen with their personal values. Join me as I interview positive female role models who are working hard, loving others, and inspiring the next generation of girls to serve their unique purpose. Hi, everybody, and welcome to today's episode of Heroes for Her. I'm your host, Erin Weideman, founder of Bible Bells and author of The Adventures of Rooney Cruz, a series to help girls discover what it means to be truly beautiful. We're coming to you today from North County, San Diego, um, my hometown of Encinitas, California, and we have with us a wonderful actress, award-winning actress here to share her testimony um, and just a little bit about her life with us, Jen Gottson. Jen, welcome to the show. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. From I'm coming in from New York City and you're all the way on the West Coast. I send our cold to your warm weather. <laughs> what is the um, weather like over there right now? Oh, this past week, it's been wonderful and glorious and beautiful until today where it turned 34 degrees. And you're like, cold. I'm a uh, California girl, like born and raised. I went to college in Pennsylvania, but I was hit with like such a weather shock that I'm such a baby when it comes to any, anything lower than 70. I'm like, oh, this is terrible. You remind, you remind me of the guy from Cool Runnings. I don't know if you remember that movie. But when they show <laughs> nice, up. nice reference from the mid 90s. I think that's when it was. Right. And Sanka comes up and he's like, oh, and he puts every piece <laughs> of clothing on in his suitcase. Dude, oh, that's, that's me. I that's gonna... me. I played, I played softball at Penn State and I once wore every shirt they gave me in my bag. I think I wore six <laughs> shirts to play. It was like eight degrees. And I was the only kid from California going, um, are, we, are we supposed to play in this? Is it safe? And everybody looked at me like I was insane. And you're like, it hurts to catch the ball. It hurts to throw the ball. <laughs> oh, it what, hurt. What, what position were you? I was a pitcher first baseman. Oh my gosh. It hurts yeah. so much to throw the ball. Oh my oh, gosh. It hurts so cold. bad. And to hit. It was awful. I had to wear batting gloves. It was terrible. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> center field was my base. I love softball. Yay. Oh, great. State. I love softball too. Softball's the best. Um, oh my gosh, I'm so excited to have you on the show today. You are just unbelievable and so busy. Um, could you just just welcome everybody here by telling telling them a little bit about how you, I don't know, just arrived to the current moment in time? And um, you know, we're gonna talk in a second about your decision to become an actress and sort of some obstacles you face, but just sort of give everybody an intro, um, you know, just about your background and where you grew up and and kind of just like that general you know, so we can get started. Yeah, 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 yeah. My goodness. It's such a, a big question. Um, so I was born in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania, not in a manger, but in a hospital. <laughs> My mom and dad are, their names are Joanne and Ronnie. I have a brother who's nine years older than me named Marcus. And my sister is 10 years younger. Her name's Shelly. And um, I'm now living on the East Coast after being in California for a third of my life. And I'm loving being near my family and seeing my niece and nephews games and hanging out with my sister. And it's, it's awesome. And so I, um, I'm a working actor. Um, the call that God has put on my heart is doing movies, um, or TV shows that have, uh, really good entertainment, really great storylines, but there's a core messaging that it inspires you or it leaves an impact, like a thumbprint in your heart to want to make you desire to, to find hope in life or maybe make 
better life decisions because of the characters you saw in that movie. And that's been, uh, that's been what my goal has been. And I've been praying and pursuing that and studying like crazy all over the world. Like not, not really uh, in New York and in LA. And, uh, and after lots of prayer, God moved that journey in 2008 when I got a very small role in a very big film directed by Ron Howard. Mm -hmm. And that's what launched my career. And it's a gorgeous testimony of what God did when we put our focus on him, his kingdom, his righteousness. And since then, it's been over 20 projects that the passion and calling in my heart has come to fruition. And it's been neat seeing some of those movies come out and and anticipating the other ones that are in the queue uh, and getting ready to shoot the ones that are up next. <laughs> I um, love so much of what you said for so many reasons. You know, what we're doing over here at Bible Bells has a lot to do with quality and just figuring out a way to reach and connect with audiences at just the level you're talking about, you know, that, that experience of, um, you, you know, the revelation of truth that comes and, and in reading your bio and like learning all about you before our interview today, I, I love that you are so excited and passionate about working on projects that show, you know, just the battle back against, um, mm. the world's narrative and, and ultimately that, that level of redemption that a person can find once they place their trust in God and truly find their purpose. So it's so Amen. great to, to talk to you, to, um, you know, hear you say just, just in your own words, the commitment that you have and the desire that you have to really put out things into the world that are positive, that help, that help connect audiences to those emotions and to the life that God has for them. Amen. You know, like the best movie examples would be the movie, the help or the blind side. Mm -hmm. Those would be two that I, I really look up at because, um, it's such artistic excellence in the storytelling of it. And it captures just, uh, a way that all audiences across the world, all beliefs, whatever walk of life they're in, they can watch a movie and relate to it and enjoy it. And trusting that God will meet them in the core and the quiets of their own room when they're watching or in the theater when they're watching. That's my prayer. And that's kind of what I, I strive after those types of films. I um, love that you're talking about prayer too. I'm sure um, that, you know, in growing up, you know, the decision to become an actress, I'm sure was a, was a, a struggle of one. I'd love to hear about what that was like for you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when I was 15, it was our local movie theater in the Pennsylvania area. And literally I grew up surrounded by cornfields on the base of a ski mountain. And, and, um, this little movie theater uh, was so cute. It even had like the velvet curtains that came and closed before the theater uh, Fancy. The movie started. And, um, I remember being at one of the films and leaving and an electricity pulsated from my body to my toes, to my ears, to my nose, all over me. And it was a passion that was about, I want to do that. I walked out of that movie with that passion that I want, I wanted to affect people in that way, how I was being affected. And that's what began my journey. And, um, I was such an amazing actress yeah, right. I was so amazing <laughs> that I auditioned for my high school drama play because 
that's logical. And I, I not only was not cast as a background actor, I, I, I went to the drama teacher and I asked for advice as a senior in high school, 17 year old me going up saying, what can I do? This is my passion. And she looked at me and said, Hey, there are so many people out there pursuing acting that are so talented and they have never made it. It's a hard industry. You don't have enough talent to make it either. That is not what your teacher should tell you. (laughs) (laughs) And, And as a 17 year old girl, she spoke into my soul, which created a lot of pain as naturally one would experience from that seed of rejection. And uh, my, my dad has always told me if it was easy, everyone would do it. And Jen, you're the only one who knows you're embarrassed. You're the only one who knows you're feeling this way, go and do it. And my mom was a strong woman of prayer. Uh, she was a strong Christian. So she was always about Jenny Pray promise God will provide, God will direct your steps. And uh, I went and I prayed that night and I said, God, if this is what you want from me, Lord, give me a sign. And out of nowhere, I got this idea, um, which it totally was from God to call a local murder mystery dinner theater. And I called him. I'm like, are you guys having auditions? And they said, yes, we're actually having them now. So I jumped in my car. I auditioned. I was cast. In fact, it was my first professional acting job because I got $50 per show. Amazing. Um, <laughs> and, and that group took me under their wing. And not only did they take me under their wing, then they, they started to show me, um, what to do. And then I, I, uh, I started to pursue education and studying because obviously if I had really good talent, I would have made my high school drama play, but God had other plans. Cause if I did my high school drama play, I would have never done the murder mystery dinner theater. And from there, I never would have went to New York city to study because I probably would have thought that I had enough talent as is naturally. And so I started to make a commitment of learning education as much as I could about the art of living truthfully under imaginative circumstances as an actor. And as my walk grew with my relationship with Jesus, my uh, walk grew with, with the pursuit of the career and the challenges got harder and the, the surrender got more difficult to surrender to God's will versus my own will. And, and hence the life journey of uh, where I'm at right now as 36 years into this world that God has, has us all in, or for me at least. <laughs> I, heard, I heard you say so many things, so I've got to back up. That was, it was so heavy just a second yeah, ago. But the, sorry. No, I love it. The, the one thing that I heard you say, though, was that um, your parents really were instrumental in speaking life into those negative um, you know, moments that you had with your teacher and just the self-doubt and the internal conflicts that you were up against. Um, it's, I, I think it's so important for our listeners to hear what, what impact your parents had in guiding you and encouraging you on, on that part of your walk. So if you would just speak into that for a second, and then we'll, I'll tackle all the other things you just said. As my, um, my mom and my dad have been, I've got tears in my eyes right now, just thinking about it. They have been the biggest cheerleaders Championers, encouragers. Uh, my mom's been a strong prayer warrior, and my dad has been uh, just the biggest supportive and encourager. But that wasn't always like that. When I was a teenager, they supported me through action and they would take me to auditions, but they had a fear in me. And that fear was 
that they were scared that I was going to get into the wrong hands and make wrong decisions. And the glam life of an actress or a model might look very similar to what, um, soft, uh, like if you go on the internet and you see some nasty things out there, um, that I would make bad choices and use my body and image in scandalous ways. Mm -hmm. They were scared of that. They were also scared of people taking advantage of me. And all of a sudden I would be in a situation where it would look like bad adult situations. So because of that, they didn't really know truly how to support that I could feel. And it wasn't until my first major lead role in a movie and they flew out to San Francisco to that world premiere, did they finally get it? And that release in their heart became peace. And that was in the year 2002. And I'll never forget that. It was the movie Julian Jack. And that moment became instrumental in my life because then my mom and my dad became the biggest cheerleaders. And to this day, they, um, they'll drive to the movie sets all over to just meet me and see me and cheer for me and, and love me and encourage me. And um, it's, it's incredible. It is so incredible. This past summer, I was filming a movie called Love Different, and I had a very scary thing happen with my health where um, I browned out and I, my, it was like my blood sugar went bad. And my, my mom and dad drove me literally three and a half hours um, in the evening night so I could be on set for a 6 or 7 a.m. call time wow. um, because they didn't want me to drive. And then they stayed in that area um, to come get me after uh, my filming role was finished and was there nearby if I had a health issue. And that was, it's just, it's actions. Oh, I just love my mom and dad so much. <laughs> you mentioned too that you're, I mean, and in watching sort of the progression of their support of you, it must've been so just, just wonderful to be able to connect with them and just sort of have that come to a place of, of just love and support. Um, you mentioned too that your mom was such a champion of prayer during that time and that you spent a lot of time in prayer with God. Um, you know, the first book in our series is all about prayer and really forming that connection with God that really first starts with honest communication with him about how you're feeling and um, and just being able to open up that dialogue with God. So is there any advice that you'd give girls, you know, I mean, specifically in the struggles that you faced becoming an actress but then just pursuing and continuing to work to, to achieve what you were setting out to achieve, you know, what advice would you give a girl who's, who's looking to use prayer as a way to connect with God about her purpose and her passion? It is the most vital, important part next to consuming water. Um, I think prayer actually trumps water. In fact, it tells us that in the Bible. Um, it's the living water. And, um, the only way that I'm able to describe it is if I walk you through how I spend time with God transparently, um, I'll make sure each day, and I have to be honest, not every day I do it. I want to spend time every day, but sometimes I'll wake up late and I'll run late out the door and, and I'll feel convicted. But the days that I spend in, in his presence looks like this. I'll find a, a quiet space, sometimes very scenic or atmospheric where I'm looking out over God's beautiful creation, seeing the sunlight or seeing the rain hit the, hit the leaves. 
and seeing the Lord's gorgeous beauty. And I start by praising Him. And then I open up the Bible, and um, I love to read in the Old Testament and the New Testament, really learning and understanding what God's voice is, learning and reading in the New Testament about who Jesus is. And then I imagine that as Jesus tells us that we are the bride, we are the bride of Christ, we are the princess of the King. And I imagine that I'm before His throne as His bride talking to Jesus as I'm reading in the New Testament about Jesus's journey and learning about Jesus as a friend, a companion, a savior, um, our savior. And then I, as I'm reading the scriptures, I'm praying that the Holy Spirit, which is Jesus's spirit, is speaking into the inner workings of my being and that I can understand really what is being said in these written words that I believe are fully true in the Bible. And then after that time of spending time reading the Bible, then I'll open a a journal and I pray journal. It's helped me stay focused in talking to God. When I just pray without journaling, sometimes my mind will trail off onto, oh shoot, let me check my Facebook status, which is (laughs) stupid, or my stomach's hungry. Let me, let me grab something in the fridge or, uh, oh man, I need to get back to that person. These are like tangents or I'll get the, oh, I've got a headache or, oh, I'm not feeling well. And then I look at that as spiritual warfare. So mm-hmm. prayer journaling allows my mind to stay focused in spirit and in prayer. And I have a journal and I have a pen. And this is where it gets really weird. I will write, but I don't write in words that I could go back and read. It's as if I'm scribbling, talking to God, almost as if like you're praying in tongues, but I'm, I'm writing. And I started this because when I was younger and adolescent, I, uh, I was rebellious and I got into a lot of trouble when, before I was saved. And my mom and dad felt Oh, like, what's that like? <laughs> what? I know. Yeah. And my mom and You're dad. You're the only person to have ever done that. I know. Of course. Right? <laughs> yeah. And well, they found my diary and because they found my diary, everything was exposed of what I was doing bad. So because of that, for any time that I wanted a journal, I never wrote words. I just did scribbled so I could get it out of my consciousness. And that's where this prayer journaling thing came in, where now it's a time of communing with God and it's still an element of the pen to the paper writing and almost just letting the pen move as I'm talking to God. And when I go back, it's very difficult to actually read what I wrote unless the Lord says, okay, I want to make sure you're really writing what I'm telling you. And I will literally hear the Holy Spirit speak into me, guiding me. Jen, you are my daughter. I love you. And I will start hearing affirmations of what the Bible tells us through my mind as I'm prayer journaling and I'm writing down this. And then I'll say, Lord, please... I'll ask for forgiveness in areas of brokenness or struggles. And then I'll ask the Lord for wisdom. God, give me guidance in areas A, B, and C. And I'll just then wait. And I'll just wait and be still. And in that stillness, I will hear the Lord speak 
guidance and wisdom. And I write that guidance and wisdom down and it becomes direction. And then I say, Lord, is this from you? And I test the spirits it tells us in the Bible to do. And the Lord, I will hear that peace that surpasses understanding that comes upon me. And then I'll say, Lord, thank you. And I'll continue to pray for those that have asked for prayer, the people that are on my heart. And then I'll end the time praising God. And then I'll close my prayer journal and I'll go to a task list and I literally will write down the task items that God has put on my heart. And sometimes they're tasks for the day. Sometimes they're tasks for the season. And sometimes they're overall callings and visions. And that becomes the alignment of my day, of my season, and the path that I choose to walk. And so prayer is instrumental behind everything that I have done since I became born again um, as a uh, 17-year-old in my journey. I think what you're saying too is so powerful because it's such, what you said just now is are so many specific ways that you can use prayer and not just, you know, I always struggled growing up and and even in my adult life with, with prayer and just sort of sitting alone and and not having a tool like a pen and a piece of paper to actually quiet my own brain and start to write down the things that I, A, want to tell God, but then B, want to want to hear from Him. So I think what you're saying is just so practical. It's really, it, it sounds like womanly advice because you're really, you're really attempting to see the whole picture so that you can, number one, be honest with the Lord and share with Him what you need to share, but then also to open up your ears and your heart to be told the things that the Lord wants to tell you. And I think... Um, you know, in terms of what the work that we're doing here at Bible Bells and trying to connect girls to their own unique values so that they understand they were created, you know, with a specific design in mind. They were they were uniquely designed to do something for for God's glory and for his work. So um I know you share that passion too in, in the work that you do and not only choosing movies, but just in every aspect of your life. So I wanted to talk to you um as well. You know, there are so many movies out there and there's so, you know, you, you mentioned a little bit ago the, the glam life that, that celebrity offers and that fame offers. And I think, um, you know, what we're doing over here has to do with quieting the noise that the world makes so that you can hear the noise that Jesus has for you. Mm. Um, and, and for you, it sounds like, you know, in, in your commitment to acting, you're really careful about the roles that you choose. So what goes into those decisions when you're looking at a movie to do? I take a look at the, the script. I look at is there has to be good and evil in a script. In fact, that's one of Walt Disney's main principles of storytelling. And um, I was always fascinated by Walt Disney because as an Imagineer, he was brilliant and revolutionized uh, the world of imagination in cinema through animation and through story. And so he always talked about that there needs to be good and there needs to be evil. So what I like to make sure is that what is being depicted that when it is characters choosing to do lifestyle or make choices, that in the mind of what I believe in my belief system as a Christian woman is of sin, that there are consequences to that choice. 
For example, let's say um, there's a movie where there's a, um, there, let's just say there's a movie where there's prostitution and it's glamorized mm-hmm. and you don't see the dysfunction, the pain, the brokenness, the heartbreak, the, um, the abuse, the mental, emotional, physical uh, consequence of that, but it's, instead it's glamorized, that's a story that I would choose not to do. Because I believe then people who would watch a movie like that would slowly believe, oh, you know what? It's okay to kind of demoralize myself and kind of act that way because it's showing it to be fun in, in that film. So that's really what I look for, that there is consequence when characters make sinful decisions. The movie Doonby, mm-hmm. um, I play a character named Laura Reaper. She is a party girl. She walks on the edge. She's a little cray-cray. But it's because she doesn't know her identity. And she's searching to understand who she is, whose she is. And because she doesn't know, she drinks. And because she was brought up in a wealthy family that she didn't have to do anything for herself, everything was given to her, she doesn't understand responsibility. And therefore, she parties and that addiction of alcohol just has entered into her system and her psyche. And so you see um, where the destruction happens in that world. And um, as a result, my prayer is that when people watch the movie, if they deal with uh, life of addiction, or maybe if there's a child and their mom has a life of addiction, the child can go, mommy, that's how you behave. And maybe it can bring a realization and an understanding and a conversation to then bring hope. So that's how I go about when I look for movies, uh, for scripts. Then I look at the artistic um, execution on the film and the filmmakers, uh, what their vision is, how they like to make a movie, what their goals are on distribution, and, and how they're lining art up to make sure that the art is done in a way that is, I believe we as artists are called, especially if we're by God, to be the best artists we possibly can be. So I do work on a lot of movies that have very low budgets. And since there's low budgets and hardly any fishes and loaves to make a movie happen, sometimes you have things that get cut. And so a lot of times I'm in prayer for discernment uh, to make sure these are movies that I uh, maybe am to take a a risk on and and work artistically with the team. And then there's sometimes there's movies that I have to say, no, I'm I'm so sorry because I just don't feel God's peace on it. So that is that. That is that. Um, What I'm taking away from that and what's so great, I think, um, for for our listeners specifically, is that not only are you committed to that and the work that you do as an actress, but, um, you know, the motivation that you have for sharing this message of of quality work and really understanding and living out your purpose carries carries very deeply and very completely over into the work that you do with inspiring audiences. So if you could tell us a little bit about the work that you're doing to motivate students and to inspire uh, students as well. Sure. Um, so I think when, when God gives us a gift, we have to share it. 
And I've been so blessed and fortunate with the career that I have, and it is all God given. And as a result, I was praying, Lord, what can I do? And God gave me this vision using the movies as a platform to speak into people's lives and share my journey, my testimonies, how I've overcome obstacles with prayer, faith, and perseverance in hopes to help people hear God learn about the direction in their life, learn about their passion, learn about how one goes about creating um, a plan to live the dream and the call in their life. And so it looks mostly like this. I'll travel across the world. That's just started recently. I was in China. Very, it's so cool. England and Poland, but mostly it's been the United States. And in the schools, we'll show a movie or at a church or a conference, we'll show one of the movies like God's country. And then after it, we'll talk about some of the principles that we've learned in the movie. And then I'll pass out cards and I'll have people write down their passion. And then I'll go into a time about how do you know what your passion is? And then I do an exercise with them and then they take that home. And my prayer is that it becomes one step closer to living the call that God has put on their heart. And, um, and that's my inspiring audiences program. I love that so much. And I think, um, I think it's, it just hits me, I think so personally, because I, um, you know, I, I was working in finance as a, as a young 20 something, very ambitious right out of school and clearly not living out my path. And God pretty violently stopped me where I was in my life in that moment and directed me to become a teacher. And it was very clear. It was very clear. It was not, I I wasn't doubtful. Um, You know, went back to school and really, really started to understand my own personal passion for helping students. So this, that issue specifically the work you do with inspiring audience is, is so needed in schools and um, can be such a blessing for, for students really no matter their station in life or no matter what they're going through, these themes um, of inspiration and motivation for them are so universal. And um, I'm just, I'm so happy about the work that you're doing and that you're, you're out there sharing it and using your platform for good to do good for others. Thank you so much. And it's interesting. This is like on my heart to share. Um, People in life that might look or appear to be doing something that could look like as a young actress, be like, oh my goodness, this is the career that I would like to have. Everyone's a work in progress. Like right now, the insecurities that I still struggle with have just, you know, come from things that um, are from, from past wounds. And so you are always learning and growing as a human with your character on growing and trying to be more like Christ every day. And so it's not something that you arrive to. It is a constant journey and it's a constant dying to yourself of saying, Lord, show me where I need to grow. And then having the confidence to be able to step forward and grow in those areas. Yeah, that confidence too is such a struggle for girls. Um, you know, just just the truth of of who you are and and who you were created to be just sometimes is overshadowed by, you you know, all of the the noise uh, that that the world makes and 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 just the the way you feel about yourself can really be affected by that. So it's it's wonderful the work that you're doing specifically showing kids how they can overcome the obstacles they face in life and still achieve the dreams and the passions that they have. So. Um, I'm so excited that you've been here to share this with us today. Um, we're running out of time, but it is time for the scoop, which Ooh. means that is, um, those are three questions I'm going to ask you just to give people some more information and things that they maybe don't already know. 
Yeah, the first question is, um, well, you maybe have answered this already because you're so committed to acting, but when you were a kid, what did you want to be when you grew up? Ah, I wanted to be, (laughs) I wanted to be a movie actress in movies that were so amazing that they would be nominated and win Oscars. Um, Not because of the Oscar, but because of the mark of artistic excellence. Love it. Um, Okay, it's your last meal on earth. What do you want to eat? Last meal on earth. I would it's a have, hard one. I would have Pizza Hut pizza with extra sauce, cheese, and a really crispy crust with uh, chocolate covered strawberries, and then lobster and and um and and crab and butter. I know that does not go together, but those are my favorites. You have not met me, but none of those foods need to go together, and they're all delicious separately <laughs> or together on one plate. So that's totally fine. Um, you should. You should tweet about that meal and see if, if there's anybody else out there who shares your affinity for odd placements of food together. Sure, we'll tweet it together and we'll see. <laughs> What's your favorite social media platform? Oh my gosh, social media. You know, Speaking I, of that. <laughs> I just started um, a campaign on Instagram about inner beauty. I saw it, girl. We're, that's what we love over here. It's all about being beautiful on the inside. Inside. So I'm saying I'm learning the Instagram world, but I I have been a Facebook junkie all of since social media has come out, but I'm trying to work the Instagram love. <laughs> love it. Okay. Last question. So um, at Bible Bells, we're committed to helping girls find the hero inside their own hearts. So if you could have a secret superpower or superhuman ability, what would it be? Oh my goodness. Ooh. Okay. 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 Pick me, pick me, pick me. I got one. I got one. I got one. Okay. It would be, get it, a cape that was Holy Spirit driven that would let you fly and intercede on behalf of anything, anyone at any given time to get divine wisdom, divine hope, divine love. And you're like, boom, and like out of your fingers would come like these moments, boom, 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 to like help people. (laughs) Sounds like, it sounds like a movie that you could act in. (laughs) I love that. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you or, um, follow you, what's the best way for them to do that? You know, it's, uh, social media. Also, they can, they can text right now on their phone. They could text, uh, the word inspiring to the number two, two, eight, two, eight. And I will send them invites to movie premieres. No way. Uh-huh. That is really cool. Okay, so people, did you hear that? You're going to text the word inspiring to 22828, and Jen will send you all, all back pretty awesome stuff. It's yes. going to help you connect with her because she's and, awesome. And then if you wanted a free movie, you could hit me up. Um, I have one of those public pages on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter, and uh, that's my name, Jen Gotson, and it's two N's in Jen, J-E-N-N, and it's two O's in Gotson, G O. T-Z-O-N and uh, hit me up with a message and I might be able to send you a link to something free if I have a promo happening. So fantastic. Jen, what an episode. Thank you so much for just sharing all of your stories and you're so awesome and I just wanted to thank you again for being here and for... um, and for just doing what you can do um, and what you're, you're built to do to impact kids and, and specifically girls in this world to, to do good work. So thank, thank you, you so, so much, much for what I, you do. I'm so grateful for Lori to connect us. She's an amazing woman and, uh, she, and I'm so glad for this new friendship. So however I can help any of your girls, you let me know. 
You are amazing. Thank you so much. We'll talk soon. God bless. Bye. God bless you. Bye. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. If you enjoyed our conversation, please be sure to rate and review us on iTunes. If you have any questions, thoughts about the episode, or ideas about how we can come together and support our girls, you can email me at hello at biblebells.com. I would absolutely love to hear from you. Just love